ready to spend some TV time together? Huh? Are you ready to spend some TV time together? Yes. <laughs> Press on the button. Okay. Mrs. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is exciting today. Oh, do tell. I'm excited to talk with Craig. He sounds awesome. I don't disagree with you one bit. The beginning of the, well, whatever, getting into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today is Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans. And this is it's tonight's show. Welcome back, Mrs. Ryan. Welcome back. Um, the guest today happens to be Mr. Craig Shoemaker. We're both excited about it. I am because I've followed this guy's career for a long time. There's some things I want to talk about. And then just getting to know him a little bit before the show. What an interesting dude. That mm-hmm. seems like we might be in contact for a long time to come. So um, I think that this is going to be an interesting conversation today. I agree. Rather I concur. looking forward to it. Um, everything else is going to be kept pretty loose, though. He seems to be the same kind of way. Just go yeah. with the flow. Figure it out. Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about ahead of everything? No? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about V-Dubber for Life. Yeah. Knocking it out of the park again. He just booked Hurley Haywood. I know, as oh, well as really? Sean Cridlin for Yep, it's going to be wow. a, yep, it's coming up. <laughs> It'll be a little bit. It's going to be a month or so away, but coming up. Looking forward to it. Wow. Uh, and Paul Kramer, I think, might be here for that one because he is. That's Well, I don't want to get ruin all the surprises a lot of okay stuff. you you know what's going I'll on look at my text messages later <laughs> it's gonna be good uh as well as sean cridlin too who wrote the book on hurley haywood um in the meantime though mrs ryan i wanted to give a shout out to our friends at telefunken who you know they've already done the whole studio they've they've helped us out in so many ways and you all met tony here uh recently just wanted to give a shout out to one of his uh team members brie Bree has been helping us. We're changing a couple things, swapping a few things out, and just doing some logistics stuff and adding some equipment, whatever. Um, she's just been taking care of us, and the back and forth is, you know, there's a lot of minutia with all of this stuff. It's all kind of like like annoying, boring, energy. technical stuff. And um, and she's got the patience to, to deal with us through it. So uh, big shout-out to them. In Thanks. the meantime, since Tony was here, uh, they've got shitty weather back east, so this clip is very, very short. But I just wanted to play it so that you can see what they've been up to, which has been a lot since Tony's appearance on this show. Roll it out. Come on, I got it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's only three seconds long, but that's the electric RSR (gasps) peeling out. That's it. Come on, I got it. That's so cool. She lives. How about that, huh? That's Fantastic. That's pretty cool for them. That's a that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Look, we've seen a million cars do a burnout in the parking lot, but that one's running. It's alive. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, fe- it feels different. It's awesome. I'm excited for you, Tony. All right, Mrs. Ryan, let's see. Um, we talked yesterday on the show about the photo shoot we did the other day. Still can't mm, divulge <laughs> too many details on that um, and obviously can't show the pictures. But we, of course, made a video of the behind the scenes. So cool. I'd like to watch that if you're... If you're into it. Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember what we called it, but uh, roll it, Hal. (laughs) 
day. Yeah, I thought I saw a flurry before. Pretty sure now. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Our buddies gonna get us gonna get us out of here safely. <laughs> I hear the gulp of someone who is silently emoting. <laughs> Maybe, but it was just such a fun day. And I can't, the snow part just gets me every time because I'm not used to it out here. Is that what it is, the snow? I think so. I mean, I'm used to, like, I'm in East, from the East Coast and whatever, but I always traveled a lot, so I was never really here, and I never went up there. So, like, being in a snowstorm out here is, like, the coolest. It's magical. Yeah. Let alone that we were at a photo shoot for Yellow Car. And you. at one of our favorite places, at our at our little Cheers bar where everybody knows our name. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's that. Let's see. Getting right down here. i uh, got a couple more things, and then we'll get on to the news, Mrs. Ryan. Let's check in behind the orange curtain for an ouchie update with Paul Kramer of Auto Kennel. Roll it out. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. This is Paul Kramer, Auto Kennel, behind the orange curtain. Portuga status update. Uh, it looks like it's coming together. Uh, they've been working on the bumper and the deck lid. And as you can see, it's uh, painted, no more crease. I'm just worried it's a little too shiny. So I have to go in some dirt and fix that real quick. It is shiny. What? It is shiny. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, I mean, the fact that it's all already back together and it's all, you know what I mean? It's it's great. Mm -hmm. Shiny we can take care of. Yeah, it, like he said, it'll be fixed, but glad it's healthy looking. Love that guy. Hope the professor feels better. Hope he's able to <laughs> drive on that. He's got, they got the run next week to, uh, you know, the 3PP. Oh, Mid-Century Modernism Springs Week. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so let's, um, yeah. Mm, I'm trying to think. Should we? I'm trying to think time-wise. Let's just do this. Let's get it blowed out. I forgot this is our last show for the week. <laughs> so there is no tomorrow. Uh, and by the way, that's a great way to live your life. There is no tomorrow. Do it today. Roll it, Hal. Brooke and the Kazman. Awesome. Well, Brooke and the Kazman live on a Sunday. Don't worry, on the guy in front of us there. <laughs> <Kill us. laughs> Hopefully she doesn't kill us. Uh, we got the sun shining in Connecticut. It's cold as shit. But we go to brunch because you know that's we like like bougie sometimes we like brunch and I like beverages and that stuff. We just want to give you some love from Brooke and the Casman on it's tonight show. Love you guys. Bye. 
Was she driving his car? I don't know. Um, after brunch. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke has to pee really bad. So Brooke and the Casa are coming to you live from New Haven because we just came from brunch in Norwalk and someone has to pee really bad. But where are we? Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, we are at Ikea. Word. Looking for random shit for the house because someone's moving in next weekend. So we need carpets and fun shit. Love you guys. We gotta go. <laughs> She's gotta pee. <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, been there. <laughs> I just, I mean, I know you're geographically challenged, and most people certainly don't know the Connecticut geogra- geography, but uh, Norwalk, nowhere near New Haven, both on the water, but nowhere near each other. So I'm assuming they were probably at brunch, I'm assuming implies champagne, so I'm, and, and there's some drinking going on, and then uh, motoring all the way up 95 to New Haven. Of course she has to pee. Any human being would have to pee at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quit dicking around with the cell phone. Let the girl go pee. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> That's Thanks awesome. Thanks for being a trooper. I'm surprised there wasn't another check-in from Hooters. There's a Hooters next to that oh, Ikea. Man. Like only, there's one Ikea in Connecticut, and there's like one Hooters that I know of, and they're both right next to each other. Of course anyway, they um, I'm fully caught up, Mrs. Ryan. It's now time to ask the question that is on everyone's mind. Dun-dun-dun-dun. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Nestle is taking Starbucks into homes abroad today. Homes abroad. Well, mean? it's not here. Domestically, you can buy whatever, but like internationally, they have their own local coffee aficionados, I guess, like Italy and France and whatever. What is what is a coffee sommelier type of thing? What is, is there a name for that? Is it just a, a, I think there's a barista? A, technical name for it. The, the barista is like the middle it's ground. The for, yeah, it's the everything. It's what we all use, though, right? Like when you go to Starbucks, you talk yeah. to the barista. Okay. Yeah. In in Europe, where the it was a big deal. Like they made like a $7.15 billion deal like last year or something. Um, to Yeah, to oh, like buy goodness. to buy the rights to distribute Starbucks in like pods and for home oh, use and stuff. Right, of course. Okay. So it's launching today. So it's good news if you travel. I mean, Brazil was one of the places they mentioned. I know we have friends there and like... Hmm. South Korea and like random places where you can't always get coffee. So oh, okay. as a coffee fan, kudos. <laughs> but you know, whatevs. Um, I feel like this might also be obvious at this point, but it came up again in my MS study stuff. And I wanted to share that maybe it's newer, maybe there's newer stuff. Um, so I'm going to share the information. Okay. Um, there's a lot of validity in the theories that um, the early life use of antibiotics affects the immune system development. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is, they don't know enough about it. So be cautious before you put anything in a baby. It really <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I thought people knew stuff like that but like i really do think it's a big part of why i'm so messed up physically so heads from up. antibiotics as a kid yeah i had like really bad ear infections so i was probably on like horrible antibiotics a lot but you're saying you believe that attributed to potentially attributed to, to your ms mm-hmm. or was a contributing factor yeah yeah it's wild because it interplays with like the development of the immune system so mm-hmm. the fact that i'm wired wrong doesn't help anything i think that's another layer to it mm-hmm. but i do think it affected the development of my immune system so of course it's screwed up so if i'm like get healthy it's like doing what it's supposed to do to get healthy but 
makes oh, it weird. unhealthy. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. I've had to untangle a lot. Uh, but be careful what you put in babies' bodies. And the good news is we know that you can change your wiring through neuroplasticity, etc. Yeah, it's just way harder when you're an adult, but it's yes. worth it. Somebody, you know, I just saw, saw a meme. I hate talking about memes, but I saw a meme today from somebody that I, I, I don't remember, but it, I liked it. So somebody actually like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't read into that. I don't know what I meant. You know what I'm saying, though, is I, I spent yeah. the time on it. Uh, but the gist of it was it's it's much easier to, uh, to, to form them better young than to fix them later. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's, of course, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's much easier to, you know, season the soup while you're making it versus unsalting it later. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> I know that from experience. <laughs> Does not go over well. Yeah. Um, but in the disease category, apparently dogs can get the flu also. Yeah. It's called CIV, the canine influenza virus. Totally creative. Thank God for not being. Good job. <laughs> um, and like humans, there's not a ton you can do about it. Other than like rest and fluids. Right. But the big heads up that like I took away from it is like let your dog be at home by itself. Mm. It doesn't need to go to the park every day. Like it can wee wee outside on the whatever on the sidewalk or on the grass over there. Like it doesn't have to go play. Depends on your living. It depends on your living situation probably. Yeah. Big dog in a little apartment. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. But it it should stay away from other animals until it feels better. Oh, that makes sense. Spread. Yeah. That so don't sense. stress about taking Fido to the park because it doesn't have to go to the park. It's fine. You're not a bad dog parent. Um, and then today is the official goodbye to NASA's Mars rover. Uh, the what's it called? Jeez, uh, Louise. Uh, called the Opportunity. The Opportunity. It hasn't been Mars in- Opportunity rover. Yeah, it's done. It's been up there and sending scientific data for like 15 years. So yeah, isn't this the one that we thought was done a long time ago and then it just magically came back to life one day so we started using it again i don't know that part but apparently it runs on like solar power Mm -hmm. and so eight months ago or something like a dust storm got in the way and like affected the solar the ability to intake Mm -hmm. sun and work and stuff so they finally were like it's not communicating so we're good thanks so much for 15 years of service cool um yeah, that's it. Oh, that was, that was it. That's Unda- holy on. crap. That's and that's dead. been What's Going On. That's nice. All right, Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. Pretty good. Under 15 minutes. Cool. Not too bad. We should try to do that every time. <laughs> I'm on. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Craig Shoemaker is going to be in here, and we're just going to talk about shit. Cool. It'll be fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Me too. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, we'll do it one way. More to come right after this. Craig Shoemaker, thanks for being here. See you in a few.
the uh, prints and things. You're going to love the. Are we on? We are if you want to be. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> we are here with Craig Shoemaker. What is happening, man? Well, I'm just happy to know that I'm on your show and not the show I thought I was on today. <laughs> what a surprise. I was driving the entire time going, when did Vicki Abelson move? And I got to your door. And I said, and when did she marry a guy named Ryan? That's what I thought. That's the show I thought I was because doing you were today. In the uh, the box downstairs, that's when you saw the Ryan. Yes. Well, ah. well, I went through my notes. My assistant does the notes. That's the thing. And she didn't say you're not doing Vicky Abelson until next week. <laughs> so I thought I assumed that's where I was going. And here I'm here I'm with you in this beautiful uh, set in your lovely room that I'm checking out to see if. I can steal some ideas from my house <laughs> for some feng shui. Oh, oh from the uh, the, gr- the green slash living room over you've there. You got some nice feng shui going on oh, in thanks, here, man. which is an ancient Chinese word, which means uh, put your husband's crap in the garage. In my house, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you're in the middle of. You just had your hardwood floors redone, so I, you're looking at maybe a minimalist lifestyle. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking, it's, everything's at a pod right now. I th- I'm thinking about like at night that they 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 pod jack. The pod. <laughs> I'm going to tell them, listen, you can have everything in there. It's probably worthless anyway. It's just a bunch of kids stuff. Well, I You know to- when I realized, by the way, that my life is worthless? Well, the things in my life are worthless except for my family. We had those fires. You know, we're in the, the yeah. Woolsey fires this year. Oh, we evacuated. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I was walking around the house. At first, I was in denial, of course. That's me, Mr. Philly. Well, I'll be fine. i got a hose. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm, literally think, I'm literally like filling up pans going, eh, if you throw enough water on it, it won't come oh. to my house. This is my denial. I, when I was a kid, I actually thought if there was a tidal wave that I could dive into it. Oh, sure. That's, that, that's that, the kid logic, though. That's my logic. Well, it's still my logic, unfortunately, and I'm a father of kids now, so it that's shouldn't amazing. be the logic. So I was going around the house. Everyone left. They all evacuated like they were supposed to. And I'm, I'm the stubborn one. Wait until the end. And then I saw the flames. I'm going, uh-oh, oh, we better God. get out of here. And then I'm going around the house going, okay, you got to get your valuables. And I realized there's nothing of value that I have except photographs. And no one besides me cares about the <laughs> photographs. Do you think that my kids ever want to see me in the 80s putting my fist in my mouth? No. If you want to, I, I will. Do. But but I'll keep it for safekeeping. <laughs> I'm looking around going, there's my my fist in my mouth. It's like, who in the world is going to want to see these things? And I'm afraid to throw them away. I don't know why, but I didn't take anything with me except for clothes. I think that's the route I'd have to go. Would you? For the the Mm -hmm. sake of how do you play favorites with belongings, with photographs, with with papers, with everything. I mean, what the hell? Well, they don't don't know you're playing favorites. They're not going to go to therapy like your magazine cover and say, So you're saying I'm not hurting their feelings? I'm not hurting their feelings individually. You played favorites for (laughs) Seth Rogen? But I personify everything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, really, when you think about it, really is human life is, and all the other stuff is covered in insurance. And that's yeah. I kept. I was, and that's when that was like one of those moments. I went, okay, let's keep it simple. But I'm actually gonna uh, take some tips from you <laughs> on, my, for that. on my new home. Um, where should we start out with you? Holy crap! Um, I should probably give you a little backstory on me and say that I have um, 
it's not that I've followed your career, but I've seen you pop up in things that I've liked over the years. Nice. And then just because we're sitting right here, I would be re- remiss to not bring up the Magic Hour. Oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm minute. the guy who remembers you, it, for one. You, you, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things you liked? You no, liked no. my failure. Well, That's the only obsessed, thing you could have liked is I my failure. I was obsessed with all of the talk shows that were going on. In, yeah. That was, I guess, still the 90s. Was 97. The 90s? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, quite an adventure for me. <laughs> now, what I, I did. <laughs> A career killer. I didn't That's look- why I'm here. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get down to Dick. brass tacks. I'm here on a Wednesday afternoon, a rainy Wednesday afternoon, in a place I didn't even know I was going to. That's where my career is when I was used to be the co-host of the Magic Hour. I left another television show of my own on VH1 to do that show. I thought it was a good career move. What did you leave that to manager do that show? is no longer with me. Right. <laughs> so, what did you leave to do that show? I had a show on VH1 called My Generation. It was this uh, game show. And uh, it was a first virtual reality game show. It was interesting. It would be Pop like, culture? Yeah. It'd be, no, uh, music. It would be oh. like class of 85 against class of 79. You know, who, oh, who, cool. you know it, was, it was pretty cool. And, um, but, yeah, so I made this move. They said the initial premise of the show was magic's not known for, you know, being a stand-up comic. What do you mean? So, He's not known for his quick wit. He's known for being very likable and right. very charismatic. The slogan was the smile that stole late that, that stole late night, right. right? But you have to talk behind the smile. You can't just get out there and go, here, we're going to do an hour of me going, check out these teeth. Every episode was a photo shoot, it looked like. It, it was, just, oh, my goodness. Every, so, somebody be funny. The, somebody be funny. The premise was that I was going to sit next to him and do the monologue speaking to him, and all he did was set me up with questions. It's actually not a bad concept. You were going to be the Metatron, essentially, right? You yeah. were going to be the voice of the talk show. Pretty much, and... So the practice shows actually were pretty good because he would set me up and I knew where I was going and he would laugh and he'd say a couple things and we back to the, it's a, it's like doing a monologue in a conversation. Right. If you ever watch Byron Allen, he's good at this. Oh, still love Byron Allen. Well, Is no, Byron still Allen on? still has that mm-hmm. you know, comics night. unleashed. It's still on. And he gets you he puts them on a 3 by 5 card and he says um, to see a four comics and it has all the lead-ins to where they want to go to their bits. But it all looks like it's conversation, of which we have none of that, by so the way. So he has a blue card of setups? Yes. Yeah, so, no so, But it's really funny. They're like non sequiturs. Like, uh, you know, I'll be on with Bill Bellamy and, go, and Bill Bellamy will say, uh, uh, tell me about your kids. And then uh, <laughs> it'll turn to me, Greg's been to Costco. Though <laughs> so, so, you and I have a Costco bit, and you run it out, and then he goes to the next one. He goes, so, so Jenny, tell me about Woody Allen. And it's, you know what I mean? So anyway. So the magic hour was, uh, I was to tell the jokes, but then they panicked after the, uh, the suits panicked after the practice shows. They brought in writers from the Tonight Show, the old Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Members only jacket, mullet cuts. By the way, if anyone's watching has one of those things, I mean to offend you. (laughs) It's intentional. It's intentional. (laughs) Members only jacket, mullet cut. This is not going to be a contemporary writer or somebody that's like in the now. He's And I turned over, called him Sling Blade. Remember that movie? Uh, Jutted out jaw, right? That's how he talked. He He had a jutted out jaw, and I said, if I tell these jokes, I will get booed. And this was his quote. He says, mm, a, a boo is as good as a laugh. Mm, a boo is as good as... 
Johnny Carson loved to be booed. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that is I'm true go- though. But they, so he would they would write bombs so that Johnny could bomb. In the I old days. said that's Johnny Carson. No one knows who I am, and I don't want to get booed. So he writes this the following joke. I'm not kidding you. And he writes the intro. Now I just won all these awards, community year, and all this backstage. And I'll be honest with you, when I'm backstage, my thought is. The reason I got into comedy is to get back at all the girls that shot me down in high school. I asked 13 girls to the prom, and the 13th one who went with me ended up making out with Ricky Aldemare in the corner. Yes. After I spent all this money, she's there she is. I look over, and there's Ricky Aldemare, who wasn't even in our class. He was there on a date with someone else, making out with my prom date. But he's now your assistant, so everything works out. Different different Ricky. Different Ricky. Actually, this Ricky is – they're all back in Philadelphia, but (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> so I'm backstage and I'm literally making a list of, oh, I'm going to look. I have my own show now on Fox. I was so excited. Sheila E's the band member. Place oh is going God, crazy. That's right. I forgot. Place going nuts. And uh, you see how I look. You know, I, I, I just found out that I'm 14% African, but I certainly do not look it. You know, this came from my DNA. I'm going to have Is to, this true? 14%? Yeah. yeah so I, 23 of me, good for me. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> what advantages do I have? Well, none right now. When I found it's out, spectrum. I got pulled over by the cops you a week later. Right. And the guy says, do you know why I'm stopping? I said, I think we both know. <laughs> 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 oh, I think we know. Hands on the wheel. I know. So anyway, uh, but no one, I look very white, right? Not as white as you. No. <laughs> so, so uh I'm backstage, so just picture this mostly urban crowd, which is how white people say black. It's so nice Because they're, they're afraid to say oh, they're, they're oh, afraid Jesus. to say they're afraid to say black. And they always whisper it. It's black. <laughs> so they, they were black in the audience. They were black. So I'm backstage and understand Sling Blade starts writing the jokes and they said, You can't tell your own jokes anymore. I'm oh my God. So I'm back there with his jokes prepared. What's Magic the reasoning the for that? They didn't like your what you were doing. They were just like trying to. Hey, we have these rights. Writers from the Tonight Show. You got to use, use the, their jokes. Yeah, that's, Even though you're going to get booed, um, and I know my comedy instincts, these are not going to go over well. And I'll tell you the first <laughs> joke, and you will know. You will agree with me. So I'm back there, and he introduces me. And his intro that Sling Blade wrote for him. I'm thinking they're going to say award-winning comedian. This the magic goes. All right, everybody. Let's get the show started with my co-host. Now, here's a guy nobody would shower with. Craig Shoemaker. And I'm back there going, what the fuck? do I come out? It's a live show. I'm, and I wanted to poke my head out and go, can we rewrite that, redo that? But it's a live two-tape show. Nobody would shower with me. And I, and I had this moment of going, what was that? Was that intentional? I can't find the humor in it, even from a subjective standpoint. Right. Well, it was an attempt at a joke that he told. Here's a guy nobody would shower with. I mean, I recognize all the moving parts. I just, I, I, I'm I don't saying know. they don't go to well together I, well. I didn't get it, and but I didn't have time to get it. So I come out. All I have time now is to tell him the joke I'm supposed to tell. He gives me the setup. Because you're not even allowed to respond. No. Here's the setup. I sit down. He goes, hey, Craig, how about that Bulls game? I said, Magic, I haven't seen a beating like that caught on tape since Rodney King. In this room. In this room. I swear to God, a gasp. You well, could have you- heard here in the valley from Paramount Studios. Oxygen masks popped out of the ceiling. It was like this. <laughs> Wasn't a boo. That's the good news. But it almost, I thought it was going to turn tires. into a killing. I thought they were going to kill me. And this is 
not a few years after the Rodney King beatings and, <laughs> oh, and only three or four years right after. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'm saying me, whitest guy in the room, is saying Rodney King references could, written by. I wanted to and turn. We're already audience. told that you're smelly and stinky or something. There's some issues with you that we can't bathe with you. Right. So now they have no idea who I am, and here's the first words out of my mouth is Rodney King, and I wanted to scream. I didn't write that. Yeah. Sorry. And Magic, known for the assist in basketball, his response was, oh, Craig, oh, Craig, you are bad. And he goes, remember, buddy, that was Craig, not me. So he throws me right in a wood chipper. I remember watching this. He, every time I'd say something, he'd go, you this are bad. Episode, yes. I remember watching this. First episode. <laughs> you crying. are bad, Craig. <laughs> and so and every this time the I, only impression I, I, I've done all week. He he also, oh, Craig, you buy it. <laughs> oh, seriously? Oh, because I, oh, I you remember knew about the, it. So I remember it. I don't. I didn't know about it. I didn't look. That it up. was I his. All, it. That was his default. That was his default button. It was you are bad. And then here was the other one. There was a second one. If I said something about a celebrity, he didn't want to look bad. It was on me. He goes, "Oh, Craig, you are bad." Now he's not going to come on the show. And I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh, that's not the reason." That's not the reason that people are canceling right and left. He couldn't pronounce anything. Michael Clark Duncan was in Armageddon, and he was going now up next from the movie Armageddon. Now he is from Armageddon. Armageddon. Craig, how you say that word? I said, just say end of the world. It's the end of my career, and it was. Did you just watch it go down? I mean, it's like watching the Titanic, right? That's funny. You should use that reference. That's the line that got me fired. Seriously? I said something to the Philadelphia Inquirer. I said, it's like, the, it's like the Titanic, and I'm bailing out with a shot glass. Yeah. And they, that got across. This was before, like, social media. It got over here fast. They couldn't wait to fire me because they knew oh, this yeah. was a – Oh, I had reviews from Tom Shales, the great Tom Shales, the reviewer. I've done, you know, specials. I've been in great movies and TV. And th- my first review from Tom Shales is, he looks like a pizza delivery guy waiting for a tip. So that was the, yeah, that's well, what in the, it, there. Yes, because you didn't belong. Why is he still hanging around? Why is he still here? Oh, it was horrible. The first episode you, he clearly by the, wants to leave. Get, guess who the first guy is? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now you have to realize I am this poor kid. I grew up poor, Philadelphia, fatherless, the whole deal. And I'm sitting there going, wow, this is unbelievable. And then I realize these two both don't know how to speak really well. Oh. I have to be the UN translator. And they did that Hollywood kiss-up conversation. This is an actual word for word. He goes, Arnold, the reason I had you as a guest on my premier talk show, you make a lot of money for a lot of the needy people. Folks, don't he give it up for all the needy? People are cheering, yeah. No, Magic, you're the one to give all the money back. Right, am I right? He's got the AIDS awareness, the Magic Johnson theater in the hood in the California. Come on, Arnold. You're the one with them Special Olympics helping those needy kids. And I'm, sitting there, and I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to blend in? So I lean over. Special Olympics. I lean over. I almost gave up Buck the Homeless guy. Isn't that change for a 10? Oh, oh. Craig. Oh, Craig, you are bad. Now the homeless guy's not going to come on the show. That was the only joke he had, but he remembered it apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, As so, I recall, his memory was an issue too. Well, or it's, it appeared that way. What was funny was um, – <laughs> I don't want to make it into a Magic Johnson no, bashing session. No, no, session, no. It's not a bashing session. This Listen, was 20 years ago. What too. I love about him is he's admitted this was not a, a good concept. This was, <laughs> it was a fail concept. By the way, done by people that don't know what they're doing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that was who presented it. That's who produced it. They didn't know what they were doing. They thought they pulled, pulled in the, the right people. But 
it wasn't him. He shouldn't have been doing it. He wasn't qualified to do it. It's not his thing. You know, he's a guest, you know, and maybe right. he's an analyst for basketball, but not a talk show host. And he's, he'd be the first to admit that it was, <laughs> but, but I'm the one that went down. He still owns TGI Fridays all over the country. Yeah. He's and fine. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Back to this again. He's slumming it with us. I mean. No, um, you have a beautiful place here. Thank you for that. Um, I, I, just right there, you mentioned. Oh, Craig, you are bad. Now they're not going to have you back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be on the show. You know what's the bummer about that story? And this is the, it, it is really a bummer. Is I'm doing an impression, and it's the best I can do. I do Arnold. I do a lot of impressions. But when you do a black guy <laughs> and you're a white guy. But you weren't doing a black guy. You were doing. I know. But but some people, because they're so sensitive now. Oh, yeah. They think That's it's racist different. because, you know, but I'm no, it's the best I can do it imitating him. And that's of the that story. Guy. It's kind of a bummer because it's kind of it just it puts a little dampening on on the story, which I think is a funny story. Agreed. And obviously your wife does. She's in tears crying. <laughs> yeah. Is that normal? Is that normal? That. Tell me the truth. No, not this level. Okay, good, good. I want, I like to take things to another level. All right? Well, because you did such good <laughs> impressions, up. and it's everything you just talked about of, like, comedians, like, worry about offending, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And, like, I'm personally of the opinion of, like, fuck it. Like, you know what you're signed up for. You know who you're getting. Like, right. it is what it is. And I know my intent. And there's no, yeah. And I, that's, that's the, the whole thing. thing. When people call someone racist, sexist, bigot, whatever it is, and many times they're correct. Mm-hmm. In this case, they're not. And then they try to go for it. And they go, no, you got the wrong guy here. I'm on your team, you know, because I really am anti-racist, anti-bigots, anti, I'm for gender equality. You know, that's what I stand for, like, every day. Mm-hmm. So if you're interpreting something else, it's probably your projection. Yeah. Agreed. You know, that's what I think a lot of people do is they Nobody are their own. hear that, though. When the people I, I speak politically sometimes, I don't even like to call it politically. It's just ethically. I'm talking about ethics that I'm disagreement. I'm not in alignment with some ethics of certain leaders. Right. And they're like, you hate, you hate. You yeah, know, yeah. So I, no, you're projecting that. I love, I love my children so much that I don't want them to grow up like that. Bravo. Yeah. And and they can't understand that because they hate. That's what they're coming from. They have resentment and, you know, unresolved issues. Was that always your position? Was that always your outlook and your did you always have that warmth? Toward no, life? no. What's great is and this is where another place I space I try to come from is it's not my opinion on this. I was one of those people. Right. You know, what I mean, I, <clears throat> I before, you know, some transformative things took place. So I'm trying to say them to them, get out of the cult. I have, you know, it's, I, I always blame, not blame, but I do believe it's all about patriarchal rule. So it's not a Democratic thing. It's not a Republican thing. It's patriarchal rule has destroyed societies. And following of that patriarchy, it's obedience. It's getting in line. I'm writing a book called Get Out of Line and Into Alignment. Ooh, so once I got title. into my own alignment, that informs me. I'll say, yeah, you're listening to too much MSNBC. No, no, I don't watch them. I listen to myself. I was just about to say, quite frankly, you end up not having to listen to anything and you tune it all out. That's exactly right. And people don't realize that we really do have this source, this light, this divineness. We have the answers all inside of Mm -hmm. us if we get all those distractions out of the way and listen to it. If you're in your own alignment, it's going to inform all of your decisions in all of your life. And it drives me crazy that people... 
you know, like they'll attack me for it or they'll tell me, they'll project onto me what they think I'm saying. I said, no, this is what I'm saying. Right. And the good news is, and I do this in my comedy, this is a big transformation with comedy, is I share my experiences, not my opinion. So, like, I just told you an experience yeah. and no one can deny. Yeah, right. No one can deny. If you watch that show, that's what happened. Right. So why can you, how, how can you be angry with something that I'm just sharing with you? You know what I mean? You can, you can walk away and not like the story, but... But that's where it becomes. It, it, we are all storytellers. Exactly. And it's our job not to paint the fucking thing a different color. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just Agreed. To do it how it is. And the truth is the funniest thing. You know, if you can reveal your truth and it takes some... So I had to keep digging and digging and digging till mm. I got down to that. You know, and then all the other noises started to go away. The patriarchal noises. You know, you realize they own everything, including the predominant voice that we listen to. They own the media, so stop with the liberal media. It's it's a media that's owned by corporations, so they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot or tell a story <laughs> about, you know, Monsanto or some corporation. It's all a business, yeah. They're exactly they're not going to tell you the whole truth about why really there's deregulations. That. The people don't understand. They just get in line like a herd, like lemmings, and they go over the cliff, and they'll keep screaming all the way over the cliff. <laughs> they'll be halfway down the cliff and still going, "I'm right." Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's righteousness I don't need to be right well, that's the ego you know? is that the ego too that comes yeah. along with it yeah because you know me first me first well there's an expression not to get too like spiritual but there's an expression it's an acronym for ego is edging God out so God is goodness oh, God's is a light God's source whatever you want to call it it's that alignment it's within all of us it wants to it wants to shine bright mm-hmm. but we push it down so you're edging that push down out. You're, put, you're edging that push, you know, the mm. light to come out. You're it's saying, criminal. I'm in charge here. I know what I'm doing. You get out of here, light, you know, or whatever I want to call you. you know, I'm, I'll tell you what you're called because I'm signed up for this, this course and, and religion that I'm telling you what you are. So that's, that's the thing. It's like uh, it's a wonderful thing. What an experience to be free. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I'm loving life like this. Well, once you find. Yeah, I, I don't even need to say anything on that. It's fantastic. I uh, we share the same opinion. Oh, oh and, really? And it came through going through some rough shit. Yeah. For us. How else are you supposed to approach the rough shit? You know what they try to do? The patriarchs, they try to take, have you take their their drugs, their synthetics from well, big pharma. That's what it was for and, us. It and was that's, a medical and thing. They, and they yeah. push it on to you. I mean, that's just for the medical, but then they have all the answers for everything else, and then we just follow in line. I'm just saying your not example realizing. was exactly, it was perfectly apropos for us, because that's exactly what it was. It was yeah. medical for both of us, and it knocked us out, not just medical stuff. Like, I mean, everything, it knocks you out financially. It knocks out your, your uh, confidence, your yeah. your ability to, to attack life. Yeah. All of that stuff gets challenged when you are not able to take care of yourself, yeah. like health-wise. Like, I can't I can't make myself feel better. I'm, I'm, and, and, yeah. and they have the power. And neither can the doctors and the medicinal no. And man, we are paying for it, so it's kind of weird not getting anything back and people don't realize the scientists the doctors they're bribed too yeah you know it's so i mean it's, 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 a, it's a business and they can't survive unless you're sick it's like you know they make batteries that are everlasting everlasting but you'd never make money in the battery business unless you the damn thing runs out they yeah. know how it's all done they have a cure for cancer i'm quite sure of that of course but i won't ever do a cancer benefit again Oh, wow. Because my alignment tells me that they're full of it, that they're just taking <clears throat> money and that's going to no good use. That's very interesting. I'll do Laughter Heals. I own an organization called Laughter Heals. I read about that. How yeah. Do you tour that? Oh, is this Healing Through the Power of Laughter? Yes. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk about that too? Sure. Absolutely. 
I don't want to. I'm just jumping around a lot. I'm fascinated by you at the moment as a human being. So. Uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of jumping around in that department. <laughs> the human being department of well, me you is said like you a, didn't have a dad. Uh, did no, he left about, when I was born. So he left. Okay. Yeah, I have a joke. I go something I said. Wah. Oh, <laughs> it's no, it's good too. <laughs> See, when you're on a talk show and you want to be organic, you have to say this is a joke. You can't. You know what I mean? It has to be organic because you don't want to do any joke from your act. There's the rub. Is you, you know, so the spontaneous ones, you don't have to like do the apology, but basically, yeah, I had to set that up. I go, this is a joke for my act. But yes, he left when I was born. And obviously comedy was the way to deal with that pain yeah. of the missing father. And then he became a cult leader. And he, oh, so you know who he was. No, I know him. I, I was in the business with him for a little bit, the mule business. I, me and my uh, three roommates, we would go up every weekend from Philadelphia to the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. He had a, a Where business. all you have to bring is your love of everything? There you go. Oh, you know the Poconos. I grew up in that area, too. You yeah, did from not. Connecticut, yeah. Oh, okay. So you went down to the Poconos? We shared. We got there. Uh, we we apparently were on the same cable system to get the, the, the commercials oh, for the Mount Airy Lodge and Mount, all of the other. Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. All you have he to was bring right is- next to with Pocono Ventures mules if you went to mount airy lodge you could have taken a mule ride and oh, had it was seen in the, the brochure uh, my mother was the type of person who would go to those places <laughs> she did mm-hmm. you probably didn't have a lot of money uh, no and there's a lot of other issues it's the it's the blue collar honeymoon capital of the northeast yeah they would Heart go regularly pools in the room not a tub a pool champagne, in the room uh, glass champagne glass in, in which is 10 feet high I don't one, want to tell you why I know about all this stuff. One time, oh, you don't want to know why I know. One you, time, you want, oh, pff, I, I can't had, tell you on the show. I had I my uh, my eleven uh, year old uh, nephew, and his dad died, and I took care of him. I said, "I'll, I promise his dad on his deathbed, I'll take care of him." And so I took him there, and it was a honeymoon uh, campus. No. So everyone on the campus had to be on a honeymoon or a couple. Right. So I had to hide him <sighs> in the room because they would think I was. What does it look like? Sure. <laughs> Got a, little, got a little buddy with you. It was the, it was the worst. <laughs> so I leave the room for a minute, but I got room service. I'm going to go down. I said, you do whatever you want to do. So what does he do? He gets in the 10-foot-high champagne glass jacuzzi. <laughs> Clear, by the way. No. And it's 10 feet high with bubbles. So the gist of it is you can see, if you're in the main room, yeah. you look up at the bottom of the champagne and the bathroom. And the bottom of his ass. I mean, his right, ass. Right. His bare ass. Right. And room service comes, and, and imagine this. They're kid. used to, here you go, the, the couples, here's your honeymoon. And there is this kid with bubbles on him going, no. hey, I'll have a steak. I mean, oh. it was horrible. Oh, it's horrible. And then my dad was there that weekend. He popped by. You know, I'd see him every few years, and he has this cult of women. He had called his harem. But so you did know him throughout. He just I knew him. He would pop back life. with a new scheme every few years. Like, oh, is a grifter type. Yeah, he okay. would actually tell my mother one time, he says, hey, you want your child support? Check, you got to invite your big-breasted friends over. I'm selling bras. And he had this bra meets Amway, like this pyramid operation. Sounds I like hadn't seen him in years, and I looked in the living room. He's smoking a pipe with my Aunt, ba- Aunt Dottie, Aunt Fran, all the divorcees, Aunt Barbara. And I'm looking in, he's, he's smoking a pipe. And he goes, Do we have the same family? You mentioned says, all the same names, even. He says, hey, turn around. Don't be shy. All the women are in bras. He goes, look how it lifts and separates. No. This is the three-class model for a full-figured woman. No. He goes, just, it's just you women and me. Come on, turn around. Nope. <laughs> and I'm, at, I'm, I'm seven years old. I'm looking. I'm going, this guy is like, he's either nuts or a genius. He's yeah. one of the two. <laughs> he's got women in bras in the living room. No. And then he t- and he's, he's talking to him like Jerry Stiller. 
No, no, it's how he talks like the hey, dummy. That's why he always called me dummy. That was my name, dummy. Hey, dummy. And he whacked me in the back of that dummy. I need you like Custer needed more Indians. And that would make me come back more. I'd want, I'd try so hard to get him to love me, my mother to love me. That's, you know, obviously how I got into comedy. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting a tour of the Poconos. This one time it's, you know, big comedian from Hollywood. They have no idea that I know this area very well. Oh, my gosh. And the guy goes, over here, Craig, you got your racquetball. And over there, you got your uh, your coits. You know what coits are? He goes, I'll never forget that. He goes, oh, my gosh, there is A.J. Shoemaker in his harem. What's that nut doing here? And I get to go, that's my dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he walks up. Uh, he, he goes, this looks good. He steals my complimentary cheese tray. He, I'll take it back to the girls at the ranch. Judy loves Gouda. <laughs> so, 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 I, he takes my cheese tray, and then he shows up at my show. I'm signing autographs, and he's greeting them after that, going, tell them who the real love master is. Now he's trying to go glom on to my fame, and he signs them Seen up for mule angles. rides. Of course. No. So the next morning at 7 a.m., Stop. Get out here. They're all there to see you. Come on. I'm tired. As, 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 come on. Uh, the, the people are taking a mule ride. He signed them all up based on ride Your with the name. love master. So that's a little glimpse of what I come from, which yeah. I see in your eyes. You're identifying with you. You're either identifying with and going, wow, I'm not that bad anymore. Yeah. No, it's yeah. the former. Yeah, it's the yeah. former. I came from a, a similar, yeah, similar background. Yeah, it's it, and so when people, it's amazing to be here, isn't it? Don't, I mean, hashtag grateful in every possible way. That's exactly right. I totally agree with you. It's it's uh, you know. It, you know, because people go through worse things medically, you hate to use the word survivor, mm-hmm. but truly, I was alone too. My mom, no help either, no mm-hmm. love, doesn't spoke, doesn't spoke to me in years. So this is like, it's amazing. This is like, this is like, you know, really got to build this resilience and this way of life, and you know, trial and error, a lot of fumbling, stumbling, rumbling, and crumbling. All part of the process, though, to get to the other side. It makes this, yeah. It and makes that's this. where I am today, which is just awesome. I mean, and grateful and and humble. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that I didn't get here on my own. And I know that, uh, you know, that I got a gift to give to people. And that's what I just do now. But it's not about me anymore. You I know love, what I mean? This is a perfect transition Getting that into attention. healing. That's yeah. the power. Healing power is the laughter. By the way, you'll notice I have... Uh, I, I will wander in a different directions. I was. I think I, we covered 19 topics that I never finished just in that one sentence. Oh, oh, Craig, tell us about laughter heels, which I told you nothing about laughter heels. No, no, no. We were what, just getting over? to it now. We were. We, yeah. we were. Always a lot of weave, bobbing this and weaving. I was just told, by the way, that I have Asperger's. I had no idea my whole life. And See, my, I would put myself way more on the spectrum than you just having this conversation right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. I don't know you that well yet. Well, there's the there's the no filter thing, which that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no filter, and there's so many. Do you things. have weird quirks though? Do you count things? Do you have weird things? Like I have, obsessive I have compulsive some, type. I have behaviors. some weird stuff. Like the other day, we uh, I own a production company, and we put something up on this deck, this pitch deck up on the screen, mm-hmm. and I turn into a PowerPoint with, for everybody else. PowerPoint, right, okay, for, for the regular people. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out, and here's a little quirk. Spelling and grammar. You ever see a beautiful mind? Yeah. So I'm looking at this thing and going, "Well, our next point is," and 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 it comes up to me like this: Mm-mm. "You need a possessive." And it's all I can't even listen to them anymore. I'm going comma splice, and, <laughs> and just it's, it's and I'm like a beautiful mind. It's all I can see. Yeah. And so I think that's Asperger's. 
which I look. My family's so happy that I have this diagnosis because <laughs> they're going. Finally, we know what's <laughs> wrong sense, with them. Yeah. It all makes sense, and yeah. now they're reading them off. They go, "Got it, got it." It's like it's like baseball cards. Need them, got them, got them, got them, and it's <laughs> and symptoms. <laughs> so, oh, I have all the symptoms, but. <laughs> And by the way, not a victim to it. I'm happy right. about it. I laugh about it. It's a superpower, it. in my opinion. Yeah. The things I'm able to do and the things I'm able to focus on, the things I'm able to design and see that other people can't see. Yeah. It's, it, to me, and I'm able to use it as a And by the way, let's take note that I noticed it. Real, yeah, you what was did. The, you what did. was the first thing I said when I got here? I started Other looking. than I think you're in a different <laughs> podcast. I'm in the wrong place. And you're not who I thought you <laughs> what were. What day is it? Poor I Nicole, she greets me at the door. And, I'm, and I have no idea who's greeting me at the door. No. She gives me this nice hug, which I am a hugger. But I'm going, oh, okay, maybe we met before. I had all this stuff going on in my mind, and I thought I was going somewhere else. <laughs> but, I, but as soon as I got here, what did I notice? I noticed all the details. The, yeah. the design. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, where you were going was actually we've had Gabe on the show here. He sat right there as well. He used to write for this stuff. That's as well, right. Back in the I'm old sure days. he had a, gr- a lot of great stories about that. Yeah, that was his. Yeah, I was mainly going to- he talked about watching the Magic Hour. <laughs> That's what they all were watching back then. That's all everyone wants That was to talk a creative about. wellspring, let me tell you that. I don't want to go back to that, but was it Tommy Davidson after you? Was that? Oh, uh, was it? Because it, it it there was like two more weeks where it lasted a little longer. Yeah, after I got <laughs> I got they, – they ended up that, putting but, me in like the fifth uh, the fifth segment. I was supposed to be the co-host. They ended up yanking me in the middle of the show, by the way. I didn't tell you about that part. No. Day three in the middle of the show, Magic goes, we'll be back after this. And apparently that didn't include me. <gasps> they whispered in my ear, uh, you're going to come off the couch now. Get the fuck out oh of yeah, here. and I'm going. What? I, I wait. Wait a minute. I've been writing to people, telling them to watch me, to, so they're jealous. It's the only oh, reason I'm God. on this job. So, so, so I, I said, no, you can't do this. And I'm looking at Magic. Maybe he'll help me out. He's glazed over the cue card. Oh my good dude, da 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 da. And then, and, and so they took me off the couch, bodily removed me, and then they said because I had a contract, they kept me around. I'd be in like the fifth segment. Oh, on like a cooking anyway, on the, so on the cooking segment, and he would like throw flour on me. Go look, Craig. Now you're a cake, Craig. Holy you are bad. Shit. Now you're a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> you're amazing for not having more bitterness towards this whole thing. Oh, here's I have zero bitterness. He probably has it towards me for saying this, but I have none towards Magic. He's- what, what you and, and the people at home don't realize is that when this was being marketed and promoted, this was Arsenio was already off the air. Yep, Arsenio forced was- off the air. Uh, arguably, uh, uh, this was supposed to be the new Arsenio. This was supposed to be the new Young Show. Remember this was supposed that. to be the new Urban yeah, Show. Absolutely, it, it was supposed to be a big deal. I, well, sorry, we went back. You to know, that. I'm really into authenticity, and one of the things that was the problem with is wasn't authentic because a he's not qualified to be a talk show host, and b they brought me in to be the white guy, <laughs> which you are qualified for. Well, yeah, <laughs> 80, but who 80, wants that job? Eighty-six percent. I don't want to do but, that uh, job. But, but no, I mean, especially well, that's not you. I mean, that's you look around our set. We're no. all about color bars and equality, and everything's the same. There, in fact, you can't have the other ones without the other ones. Um, you know what I mean? The red is not the red without the green and the well, yellow. I, was, well, I wasn't going. Maybe you have Asperger's. I wasn't going that far. Well, we know. <laughs> you know that I do go that far. So yeah. when no, it comes to you're not the guy to be the white guy. No, you're, you're the I'm everybody. We're all the same guy. It's just yeah. It's just it was just a failed concept. Right. But laughter heals. Yep. I would say right around that time, I did a movie called The Love Master, and it's based on this character that I do, the Love Master. It's this Lothario that I developed when I was in high school because hmm. all the girls would use the F word with me. I was always the friend. <laughs> I was five one in high school, ninety two pounds. 
no pubic hair. It was all awful. I hated it. You're a nice and buddy. I was, I was the, I was the, the best just friend. the geek. Yeah, I was that guy. They too. would have posse pee, you know, when they pee together. They took me with them. That's what a geek I was. You were perfectly safe. Me oh, too. Oh yeah, me I'd too. be sitting there on the I tub. Saw every girl in high school. Changed. Oh, I hated it. Didn't you hate that? I mean, they're they and they talk about all I, these guys. I was proud of it. I did. I wasn't smart enough to know that I should have been doing other things. No, no. Well, I was sensitive. We wanted, and I was not like, the, rela- I related we wanted to, to them. be the one that they spoke to and the one they could open up to. And whether I wanted to be or not, I totally was. And that sometimes you're actually getting further than a lot of the, you know, the other that, guys, right? Because at least it. I'm in then the bathroom with them. enemies with all of the jocks and everybody else who wants to be scoring with these women. You're actually watching them, these girls, because you're a kid. You're cock blocking them. <laughs> yes, in the weirdest way. In the weirdest way and in an unintentional way. Exactly. And But you're a dude still. And That's they so would funny. say they would tell me who the hot guys were, and I'm taking this in my little computer, and it was always a bad guy. It was a guy that didn't treat him right, mm. and, and it was a guy like a Lothario and a pig. And then I developed this, you know, this character of wanted to wanted to come out. This you give the geek a chance, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, the love master. I love you so good. <laughs> Your neighbor will have a smoke, baby. I'm so big, I make flesh-eating bacteria gag, baby. Oh, yeah. So that's what happened. He came out of me and developed, basically, that was a big part of my career. It's not what I wanted, but that's, I, it was like. You can't pick what hits. But yeah, it's like Larry the Cable Guy. His name's Dan Whitney. He talks nothing like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pee Wee Hermit doesn't. He's Paul right. Rubens. He doesn't talk like that. But it's the thing that hits. So that was the one that hit. We did a movie, Farrah Fawcett. And by the way, she grabbed my junk. Oh, um, <laughs> We're rehearsing in the car. I was practically calling her Miss Fawcett. She's doing my movie here, like $100. We're in the car, and I said, thanks for doing my movie. She goes, oh, shut up. I just want to know if that love master is real. And she reaches over, and <laughs> there was no horn wow. in my crotch. I'm not carrot top. It would have been cool. But, <laughs> if I had a horn, <laughs> fair fault, really pro- the horn. Would have really hilarious. impressed her. And what's horrible is I was I was so nervous. I had, you know, I had any. Yeah. I was not prepared oh, for my sure. close-up, if you will. That's her memory. So we're Good doing job. this movie, The Love Mass, and we moved there, went to Arizona. And, That's um, her memory. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> then my um, my one of my best friends, Michael Goldberg, he wrote Cool Runnings, Little Giants. He's the director of the movie. And I told him a story. We're in this condo on a day off about his about all these people would give me credit for the birth of their children, the conception of their children. Mm. They they made love after my show, and the guy would pretend he's the love master. Things are loosened up. You're not trying to have a baby. All these reasons, and like all these people come up to me, they go, eh, "My kid was conceived in the parking lot of Bray Improv." I go, well, "You couldn't even wait that long." Wow, <laughs> I, it's almost like I set home. the whole thing up with laughter and joy <laughs> and. You know, happiness, you're in a groove, you're in a different vibration, and that's bringing this seed into the world, right, for the conception. I told them that because they wanted to have a baby really bad. I said, I'm going to leave and go get sandwiches. And I left, and baby Kayla was conceived. But a year and a half later, they said, you have brain cancer, you have three months to live. Now Kayla's, you know, a year and a half old. And uh, that was my moment. That was my moment. I said, laughter is the best medicine. Why are we not you know, dishing that out. You know, why are we not looking at comedy clubs as pharmacies? Why are we not looking more into the healing powers of laughter? Why am we not reading Norman Cousins or Patch Adams? What is the disconnect? Why Why are we not headed that way? Well, we all know we talked about it before. It's money. It's not a lot of money in free. Yeah. You know, you, you get to laugh for free. So I started Laughter Heals. That was, it was for Golds. And my, it's his nickname, Golds. And he went to all of our, in the valley, this cancer facility. We, 
I developed something called a guided laughitation where you don't need jokes. You wow. just have to choose like meditation to laugh. I could do it right now. You'd, you're laughing just at me smiling, and that's how contagious laughter yeah. is. I think this is energetic, what's going on here. Right. You're vibing on it, his energy. Feel, right? You know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's aligned, but you know something that feels right. So I yeah. listen to you better. Yeah. It's that connection. It's a divine connection. And you can't interrupt it if you, if it, you allow for the flow. And that's what I started teaching or sharing with people. And, and, and you he mean would, like how he, to stay in the flow? Yeah. He would, he would be, and the, the best, this is the hardest the, part. The best disruptor of the, of the stuff that prevents the flow is laughter. It's the mm. best. It's, the most, it's a connection to your heart right away. Obviously, what it does, your mind, body, your spirit. <clears throat> or as it's I magic. say, I say my favorite movie, The Wizard of Oz, is Scarecrow, Tim Man, and Lion. That's who they are. They're mind, mm. body, spirit, yeah. in alignment. Yeah. And uh, so you you got to work on all three. But we worked on these things with the people in this cancer facility. And believe it or not, the caregivers are almost worse than the patients because they were not so almost. frustrated. What do you mean almost? Yeah, you're right. I, I, was, I agree with you fully. I was trying to, you know, soften it. <laughs> We're authentic. I mean, this is how you feel. I happen to feel the same way, so I'm all about telling other people that. Well, because people with cancer are going, no, come on, a caregiver has it worse than me. I'm about to die next week. Okay, so it's what, different. Yeah, There's different yes. – it's a relativity issue, But I say but, worse worse in the acceptance. How mm -hmm. about that? Worse in the acceptance yeah. of what is. Yeah. Because the caregivers, the husbands especially, were really angry at me for even trying to introduce laughter into their lives. My wife is dying! And meanwhile, the wife is laughing and participating in her own she, recovery. She's made her peace. He's still working on it. Exactly. And, and by the way, when you're that person yeah, in the situation, yeah. you don't want to leave all your people. You don't want to be that. Right. Yeah. But something comes over and it comes into you and it takes over and yep. all of a sudden your perspective shift and you, whatever was important, your priorities completely invert, like flipping the hourglass. Whatever yeah. was isn't and whatever used to not be and you never thought would be becomes the most important thing in the world. Exactly. So golds would show up at all those. One of my prescriptions was I told the audience, I said, comedy, comedy, comedy. Go to comedy clubs. He would go to comedy clubs. And he lived 15 years past the three-month prognosis. That's awesome. Because laughter, the other thing it does is it gives you reason to live. If you're not laughing, you know, what's, what's the reason? If, if you live in a depressed state, if you just stay in that state isolated, not connecting with other people, yeah, you go, yeah what's life about? You know, right. What am I going to live for a couple people? Nah, see ya. And these this things isn't worth it for me. me. Yeah, it's not no, worth these it. Things, no, not worth it. So it gives you hope. It gives you joy, you know, hope for, and even hope for joy. And he lived 15 years, and I visited him in hospice in the valley, and he was dying. You know, a bunch of times he was, by the way. But he laughed all throughout, even at his conditions. Mm. The guy was shooting him with drugs all the time. It was just awful. But he stayed alive. His daughter got to know him for those 15 years, which she normally wouldn't have known him whatsoever, even though he was sick. And I visited him, and he was in a coma. And I, and again, instinctually, I kind of respond instinctually to things and my feeling and my spirit. And I said, I think he really knows that I'm here, you know, because he was yeah. staring. But you into, were right. He was, oh. I'm telling you, I haven't even heard the story yet. And I know based on the way you're telling me, because I can feel the same thing. Absolutely. When people were in a coma, they can hear. He was in one before I knew he could hear him. And I asked him when he got out of it a year later, could you hear me? I remember his, his, his father, his stepfather was going, look at him. He's a vegetable. Look at him. He goes, you're not even related to him. I have to be his stepfather. Look at him. He's a vegetable. He's useless. And I go, you know, Irv, he can hear you. Ah, he can't hear me. Mm. And I said, he can. He can hear you. And a year That's later, like I said, could you hear me? Because yeah, I could hear him. I said, 
And actually, it gave him a break from helping people too much because he was a real codependent guy like me. That's what so everyone anyway, says. Everyone says the same thing. Yeah, because that, they get a break. They're going, oh, my God, I have no pressure. They have no pressure whatsoever. So he's in this coma, and I said, Golds, I don't even know if you can hear me. I said, I don't know what else to do. I'd love to help you. I said, you're sitting there. I said, you want me to jerk you off? <laughs> I said, I've never done anybody but my own. I said, we're going to get a little handy. <laughs> That's a riot. And uh, we filmed it for the movie, by the way. And, and he, he came out of a coma, and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> he laughed and, and stayed out or just laughed and went back in he laughed no no he didn't go back in but he was like kind of out of it but he he came out of that and kind of was like you know what's going on but he did laugh and he said my name you know he called me shuby and then he passed away three days later oh my God. and i said to myself you know what we did all we could we gave we gave him as much to live for as he could and introduced new ideas to that concept you know i mean we it's we have a concept in life of it's off it's just off yeah it's out of alignment really and uh we brought that to him and you know i i was you know i felt fine when he passed away you know i knew that we you know i mean just having that knowing probably have that knowing that awareness within you now too you know what i mean like gone is not really gone no either no yeah, there's the, that. It's the end of his suffering, which is great. That's exactly I mean, such a and positive that's, thing. That's another thing with that. With if, when you have it that bad, you if know. the people around can can get over it, you know what I mean? Then yeah. it's really it's a it's almost a beautiful thing. It's like, oh look, you're turning the page. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've been there for a few deaths. The other day, I went for an intervention. For, a death intervention? Oh, no, drugs? Uh, alcohol. Mm. And boy, that it's was heavy. A, that was heavy, and it was heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, not wanted. It's not like you walk in and, and she was sitting there. She had beer and cigarettes and these gigantic new wounds on her arm. And it's not like she's, you know, you walk in. I was there with five people. It's not like she's going to go, oh, been waiting for you. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. But uh, this thing came over me, this knowing came over me. And I literally, and I don't know her that well. I got on her bed, looked her eye to eye. Like you're talking to an animal, you want to come down to their mm-hmm. level because she was like an a wild animal. It's all the same. People yeah, don't it's realize. all the same, and and it's that it's we need more divine connection, and you know, which I'm actually quite frankly feeling with you guys. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, agreed. Oh, cool. All right, safe house. Can I talk wow. about safe house real quick? Safe house. I'm bringing it out because for you're two pulling reasons. out all my nineties. I know, but here's what. Th- Who's this, ever watching? I want you to what know. I, was I have <laughs> other things that I still do to this day. I have other credits. Great uh, movie called Middleman, Parks and Recreation. Oh my gosh, all the big uh, okay. stuff you're known. I thought. See, in my mind, you're famous for that stuff. In my mind, people know you for that stuff. No. Is that not true? No, I am rarely, rarely stopped in the street. Parks and Recreation was a huge show. Yeah, but I was only two episodes. I oh, played I never a, actually played a kind of recognizable character, but still, it's, no, it's not. Right, people well, aren't going. Wait a minute! You're the head of, of the Liberty or Die Party for Parks and Recreation. Nobody's doing that. I always look different in real life, anyway. Well, if anything, I'm showing you more than my cards because these. This is the stuff. Safe I house. You're pulling that one out. That's. But here's the thing: people don't know what I'm talking about. This is not the Denzel Washington movie. Yeah. I fell in love. I don't know how to start with this. There was a guy. Did you watch any of this show in the beginning when we were before you came out? Mm-hmm. There was a guy doing the East Coast feed. He was with his girlfriend there. He was obsessed with this movie when it came out. Saw it really? on cable. Blah, blah, blah. He started telling me about it. I was like, I watched that movie the other day on cable. This is back in the day when you had like an illegal black box or sure. whatever. Watch the cable. Yeah. Uh, I said, I watched that the other day. It was so, I ended up watching the end of it again last night. 
And we had this whole conversation about it, and he was into Star Trek at the time. The reason that this was coming up was Patrick Stewart was the, the, the main character. Captain Picard. And you might actually like it because I think that the, his daughter was uh, from um, – uh, <clears throat> wasn't she the girl from – not the daughter, but whoever comes in is the girl from Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride, right, yes. Kimberly oh, Williams. Kimberly Williams, who's married yeah. to Brad Paisley now. Yes, yes, yes exactly. absolutely. Um, the gist of this movie is great. It's this guy, and you don't know if his reality is Alzheimer's. Is, yeah, exactly. Is it, is it real? Is he paranoid, or is it real? He's a. We were told that he's a former special ops kind of right. guy who's got just a house full, you know, the safe room and the guns and the whole yeah. bit and all the security and footage, and essentially almost like a uh, uh, the I liken it to the Pink Panther. Uh, back in the day with Peter Sellers. And I was Kato, the, I was the Kato. You were the, he was yeah. the friend who would like keep we, him sharp, keep his acuity. Uh, we would have like pretend fights and gunfights and I'd break in and stuff like that and then it would be keep revealed. Him on his toes. It would yeah. be revealed that I was it was really, you know, a okay. squib. It wasn't a real bullet and and all this kind of stuff. And I was supposed to be I had a bigger part by the way. Was there a lot of you in that movie though in that character? Because that's what they se- let me. it seemed like I thought that that would be boy, I bet he's really like that. Well, they let me uh they, they let me do impressions. impressions. Yeah, they let me do that, and I would kind of come up with the dialogue and stuff. There was uh, there a lot of it was cut though. It was a little disappointed because it didn't have the best through line that I it did have at first. But they needed to, I guess. You know, you got to trim for time and stuff like that. But you're it's funny about, it's, the it's, ultimate demise of your character. Is that what you're talking? Yeah. About? Okay. Well, yeah, but which happened? But there were scenes that more led up to that. But okay. anyway, they edited them out. But the um, you're in it quite a bit, though. I mean, I've really? seen this in a long time. But my I'm, memory is you were quite it, well until Patrick well, Stewart. Though was I tell you, you want to hear a story about Patrick Stewart? Please. So now I had watched him, you know, for years as Captain Picard, and I know him as this regal Shakespearean actor. And I'm, you know, I'm this, you know, comedian playing the chucklehead in Wingalugie, Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, like who the what the hell am I doing there? I'm not a thespian. I've got plenty of acting credits, but I'm not. Like his level, I think a lot of these guys, they show up on the set and they go, hey, De Niro, what's up? I'm yeah. Pacino. You know, like they're yeah. hanging out and they already know that they're A, tennis players. This right. guy's going, who is this guy going to play the lead with me? Mm. You know, so already we're off on a bad start because he thinks I'm a comedian. So this made it worse. I do an impression of him. Oh. oh. So they said, go do it for him. He'll love it. So I walked up to him. No. Make it so number one. Oh. Wow, that's he, really good, And too. he looks at me. Yeah. Go do your little comedy skit elsewhere in El Segundo, wherever you go. <laughs> and I never heard of El Segundo, but literally that night or the next night, I went drove by El Segundo. I never heard it before. And all, every oh. time I drive by there, when I went to Hermosa, I always go, El Segundo. El Segundo, wherever you go. El Segundo. So he was annoyed with me to the point where they said we had a big fight scene and they said, Do you need a, we have stuntmen for you? He goes, I don't need a stuntman, do you, Craig? He, like, challenges me because he knows that he has to win the fight. I'm going, no, I don't need a stunt, man. He's, like, playing me. I'm going, okay. And meanwhile, this is after. I like, breaking shit all over the house or the oh, pool yeah. and everything. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, total destruction. Major fight, by the way. Yeah. So, no stunt. That is me. He kicks me into a fern. And he goes, I think we need to take two. <laughs> so, Holy um, shit. He was just beating you up. Oh, because. Uh, why were, were you a w- dick when you were before this enlightenment or this alignment? Like, well, I was, kind of I, was I was like wise assy. Like I, I pulled him well, aside. And I, I said, "Yeah, I was trying to loosen him up. I, I don't like regal. I'm not that fan of. I'm not that. Be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the English. <laughs> I think they're overrated. I think they're overrated. The truth I know comes I'm, out. I know I'm supposed to be uh, this humanitarian that we're all one. 
the English annoy me. Like, like it's like America's Got Talent. Really, it's run by all foreign people. You know, they're the judges. It's, I'm getting all my resentments out now. All the Oscars. You could literally do porn and put an English. Put Daniel Day Lewis. My left foot. He would have won if he was doing. I shake my dick on dick. I mean anything. Anything English, they always nominate. That's how I win the Oscar pools. I go English and playing with somebody with an affliction. That is a downright win yeah. right there. Oh, oh absolutely. So mind. the English are annoying to me anyway. So I'm trying to loosen them up. I grew up in Philly, street guy. I said this your, your your way of getting through somebody, getting under their skin almost is probably to like rib them a little bit, it's a, little a little bit, yeah. To twist the knife a and little like, bit to see, let them know you like them. Yeah, and let them know that we're all human here. You might have your little, you might be a sir, and I don't give a, I don't care if you're a sir because be somebody, a, you know, whatever. You might be a knight. You know, but I don't know if he's knighted. I have no idea. But I, oh, I, but I did respect his work as Captain Picard. I grew up watching that, so I said. Um, he says, hey, Patrick, you ever do what we did in Philadelphia? I'm just trying to loosen him up. I say, you're in front of a full-length mirror when you, you know, like you're a teenager and you take your jewels and you tuck them back by your ass. You see what you look like as oh, a woman. Oh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, I said, you ever do Silence I said, you ever give yourself a mangina? He goes, yes, Craig, I've done a mangina. Every man has. You're naked in bed. One leg goes over. It disappears. You now have a mangina. I said, wow, this is great. I got him right where I want him. I said, you ever try Rocket Man? He goes, What's Rocket Man, Craig? I'm intrigued. I said, well, if you're circumcised, you tuck it back into the launch pad, and you go five, four, three, two, <laughs> and you got Rocket Man. He goes, let's go home and do Rocket Man. <laughs> I got to try Rocket Man. Let's finish this up. Rocket Man, engage. <laughs> so uh, that's the reason he beat me up. Watch the movie and watch me go into the fern. That is absolutely real. He kicks me in the head and then we did five takes of, remember him, of him kicking me in the head. I vaguely remember a potted tree. Okay, Craig, get up. Time for take five. So, uh, it's funny you should see... You should, that those movie. are the ones I pulled out? Yes, it is funny because, you know, when you do these interviews or things or you're... You know, social media. I'm not going, hey, check out Safe House. Check out the Magic Hour if you can find it on YouTube. By the way, I think somebody, Special Ops, erased, erased it. Oh, yeah. You can't find any of Armagoo-Doo-Dadon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig, I mean, uh, Craig, uh, uh, Magic probably owns all that shit, right? Didn't uh, he own the show? Well, I don't know. Probably Fox did, but they really, things did not go well. <laughs> But anyway, all right. Well, positivity. Let's talk wise. about another failure of mine. No, 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 no. no. Those were the only. Those what were the only two. It was Safe House and uh, and and Magic Hour were the only two things that I remembered from the night. This was my time. I was. That's your time. Yeah. My yeah. dad had just died. That uh, story wow. I told you had just mm-hmm. happened. You know what I mean? Like it was. I was yeah. just. I, I was underdeveloped, quite frankly. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I was watching a shit ton of television and taking it all in to right. the point where and I can talk. That's when I did those at the two. same level. Do you right. ever watch uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah. Sure, of course. I was in a very special episode of that. I'm surprised I wasn't. Oh. And I Were mean, you in, in the quotes, very special episode? I was. I was. It was when he got drunk. I don't know if you remember this. And he died. And he Hi. got. He was. He. Well, I'll tell you what happened. So he's at this fraternity party. He's trying to impress Tyra Banks. What's up, baby? You know, and he's drinking shots to go head to head with this, uh, you know, uh, football player. And he ends up in a cemetery, and I'm the guy that guides him through, the ghost <gasps> that guides him through. You're but it's really a special me. episode because it was a lesson. It was an after He really special, wasn't dead. Yeah. yeah, he really wasn't dead. And there's Robin Quivers from the Howard Stern show. She was in the guest. She was a guest star in that episode too. So holy crap! But literally, I've never been recognized from that either. My grandmother turned to me, my pot smoking grandmother. She goes, 
I watched it. You weren't in it. <laughs> I, said, I was the boxer, Nana. Come on, let's do a toke. <laughs> That's amazing. She could wet that joint. Like, you had to wring it out after she was done with it. She would wet that joint. Do you smoke pot? Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Did you used to? I mean, I you said recovery early at one point, too. Well, I, I uh, don't respond to it like other people. And, you know, I keep hearing about this new pot, but... They're all ma- saying it's much stronger, though. It made me... It made me... Oh, well, but it doesn't have to be. It could be uh-huh. anything you want it to be. Oh, I yeah, mean, theoretically. So, yeah. you know, but it it made me... It just heightened my paranoia. It didn't work for me. I actually would smoke it with the intention of ending up like these comics that seem smarter. Oh, like, like a Kennison or like a... a no. Or more the Cerebral guys. Like the a Cerebral guys. Carlin. Like, you know, like a... Mitch Hedberg, oh, Stephen Wright, beautiful. you know what I mean? Like You mean just going out there? Well, you you look at them, like a Stephen Wright, you go, oh my God, high led to that writing. But, so smart, all the connections. Is that yeah, true? Is so, that where his stuff comes from? Well, that, what I'm saying that's is what your my mentality was? idea was that that's, so I wanted to be that smart guy. And also when you're high, everything's funny. But you oh, read everything's it, you, brilliant. Oh, yeah, you, you read can... it the next day though, and it's absolutely, yeah. you know, what does spam sculpture Sounds mean? Amazing. You know, it makes it no sense whatsoever. Yesterday. And you're spam sculpture. You gotta be kidding me! Don't say it again. I can't breathe. You're making me freaking me out. So that's what it did to me. That's old school pot, and I'm not really interested in going back there anymore. Yeah. My wife had, uh, smoked a joint in the backyard a couple months ago just to check that out because she hadn't in a while. Yeah. You know, so I said, well, report back to me. Let me know what's up. That wasn't a loaded question. I've never, I was never a pot guy. I used to drink and whatever, but she, um, when she got MS, the, the, after, after she got tired of doing the shots and all the other stuff, she, we started looking into the medicinal cannabis and that's why I yeah. kept bringing it up. I asked, I, I used to be uncomfortable talking about it because I didn't know anything about it and it was uh, illegal and, you know, Nancy Reagan told me it was bad and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, patriarchs are going to tell you it's bad yeah, and they put you in jail and you know, you're jailed thing, for it. I wasn't willing to risk it because I wasn't partaking, so why would I even fucking talk about this stuff? Nowadays, I see the effects it has on her and how it's actually able to allow her to walk and stuff. Um, did you know that th- there's a credit you didn't know about? I did one of the first movies, if not the first movie, to try to shift the laws. No, I yeah, don't know. Totally, oh, totally baked. You got to see it. It's, no it's this body romp through the world of marijuana. It's a potumentary. And it all came from my son. Um, I was singing that song. I'm a joker, smoker, midnight toker, Steve Miller. And he goes, what's a toker? Oh. He's like eight years old. And I go, uh, someone that smokes pot. And he pulls a pot out from the kitchen. He goes, how do you smoke that? Uh, oh, I tried, believe me. But uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, so I actually said, what do you tell your kids? And I went on this kind of exploration. It's a really, it's a, a potpourri movie. It's got like fake TV shows, fake commercials, but awesome. it has a through line. It's nuts. It is nuts because it was originally a National Lampoon. I literally put. Oh, new, so it's a lot of short form. Exactly. Gotcha. I put it, but it's come, it, like Kentucky Fried Movies, an old reference, but it's, sure. it's this. Thing, but <laughs> but it, you knew I'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew my Asperger's friend would get that. So, uh, but all throughout, do you know that I couldn't find anti-pot people? I couldn't find, well, at least educated ones. Yeah. Because oh. we tried to include them. I bet. So I had, to, I had to write lines for an actor who smokes pot to be anti-pot. That's how much we couldn't find anyone. Wow. Because when you think about it, there's no... Ma'am, mothers against marijuana. <laughs> you know, what I mean, doesn't make, doesn't make much sense because if you're stoned and you're driving, you drive five miles an hour anyway. You know, so but 
the point is it's not addictive so we showed it in a very funny way where we pointed out the hypocrisies of like what really does kill us is you know cigarettes booze overeating sugar these are all the things that are cancer causing they're killers so we would have the stats you but know they're all consumable oh exactly overdoses of marijuana zero zero yeah to you can't day, overdose no on, deaths on pot. from an overdose. I of even read ever. something that was yeah. like a little kid took like too much pot, like edibles or whatever, and like had this weird mo- or an old person. At, anyway, had this weird moment of like my heart, whatever, like kind of like those cops that are like I'm dead. That's my favorite. And it's like he's fine, yeah. like that old man yeah. is fine, and now yeah. he knows he can be fine, and he probably felt awesome the whole time, except for thinking <laughs> he was gonna die. Yeah, once you get over that part, now he's fine. I'm 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 afraid of the paranoia and out of control, but I'm not afraid of death. Right. But then again, now when you get paranoid, you're afraid of dying. <laughs> so that's what it heightens that for me. You know, the fear of dying. I just so I, I'm you know it's tempting sometimes when I hear about you know the new version. Everyone smokes now. And there's Everyone so many different smokes. ways to ingest it. You exactly. Man, you can take a little gummy. You I kind of spray. I put love it in your them. coffee. I love gummies. <laughs> so <laughs> ne- oh, if they put them in Girl Scout cookies. I'm done. I'm a stoner. <laughs> I love Girl Scout cookies. How many Thin Mints have you gone through this season? No, it's my. I'm. I go for one that no one else goes what for. Do you like? As a matter of fact, I couldn't even find them. Which one? Tag along. The, no, the the peanut butter. Oh, not I like the peanut those. butter chocolate, the peanut butter. Yeah, they're it's sandwiches. like a peanut butter Oreo almost. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's oh. the second favorite. But uh, oh, that's your number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, honestly, thin mints I'll, are number I'll two take for it me with the thin mints because yeah. they kind of go together yeah. in a weird way. But you go, I down a sleeve. So Do you think the sleeves think, have gotten smaller, or are we just disgusting in our old age? No, we're disgusting. <laughs> full on disgusting. Okay. That's not even that's not even up for debate because they're not smaller, but we go faster. Sleeve is. It's I, not only that, a sleeve is what I take out to go eat now versus like I used to take it out. Right. Like, oh, I went through the whole sleeve. Whoops. Now it's like I, that's my intention. Absolutely. That's my motivation is I'm going to go get it and do it. And you do a, a sleeve at a time. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's, uh, they, I think they put something in it. Yeah. They have to because it is addictive. MSG or something. There's something so that they're, they're, they put some addictive chemical in there. Those Far more addictive guts. than pot, by the way. Right. Because pot is non-addictive. So you should watch the movie Totally Baked. It, if you're offended by nudity, I put a lot of nudity in there because National Lampoon originally had it, and they, that's the whole direction they went. They're down. Uh, yeah. From years Our ago. comedy, always. Yeah. Our rated well, comedy. But this is, they're even worse these days. So I found myself, here's this family guy. I'm going, you know, where are you going to find naked women for the movie? I'm pulling up the strip clubs in my minivan with a roll of 20s. <gasps> Recruiting? Nope. Yeah. And, oh. I had, and I ro- a, Casting, I mean casting. I had a roll of 20s, <laughs> and I said, you know, they give me lap dance. I go, while you're down there, can no. you read these lines? Stop. <laughs> it's the audition. Oh, my God. It was the audition. And one of them ended up <clears throat> being a legitimate actress after doing our movie. Her name was Blossom. I, mm-hmm. Oh. But, but now she's- Joey, whoa. Now she's got 8x10s that are like regular 8x10s, so we actually launched her career. <laughs> That's a ridiculous. Um, we've gone way over because I could just Have talk we? to you forever. Uh, would you come back sometime? And we want—I want to talk about your production company. I want to talk about the Absolutely. other stuff that, uh, that you're that you've actually done. That you know that is laughterheels.org. By the way, we just uh, actually we just did a performance for a benefit for the first responders to give them a gift awesome. because they're under stress. You know, for helping us with the fires, and they loved it. They said we need more of these.
Wendy's. Where did you do it? Um, in our area, where the fires were, and uh, they need comic relief. So, but people do. So we have specials coming out as but I mean, well. Were you in a high school gymnasium? Were you in an auditorium? Oh where no, did you... real small place. Oh cool. No, we wanted it intimate. We wanted to meet them. And awesome. They loved it. They took pictures with all the comedians. Fantastic. And they great. had a really great night. We did, donated the food and their beer, and we just had a, people Sounds donated great. two laughter heels so that we can do more of those. And so I'd encourage people, give us 10 bucks or something. Every we, little and, bit. Yeah, and we, we go to cancer facilities. We, go, we help drug rehabs, wounded warriors, and these are the benefactors of these laughter heels workshops as we train other fun facilitators to do this. You don't need jokes. And fun we go in. <laughs> So I like that. It's, it's one awesome. Of my, it's one of my little coin. Good for, <laughs> I got a good job over here. That's, <laughs> it's, that's why I wrote it to hear one good job. There you go. You know. Uh, uh, so, so what's the umbrella? <laughs> Laugh. Laughterheels.org. That's where that you one. Can find And then CraigShoemaker.com. I still tour. I tried retiring, but I am back. They want you out there. You're awesome. still acting too, right? <clears throat> yeah, still acting. You know, I've got a bunch of stuff there, and just did a movie in Nashville, but. Um, yeah, the touring is is something I hate touring, but I do love making people laugh. There's the rub. I also hate well, you're giving a social gift now media. Too. A, you have a different motivation. I understand that to. exactly right. It's like I'm handing me a gift. Okay, so, but you sound like a bragger if you're saying, "Come see me. I'm really great." You see, the the, the, the why yeah, I got out of it was that I, I don't want to promote myself. I'm trying to learn that because we had the conversation before. In my opinion, the guy at the desk can't sell the show. For the same reason that I'll you're sell it. About. Is that my camera right there? Yeah, this is an incredible show. <laughs> it's an organic show. They didn't ask me questions ahead of time with some big prep. They're not going over my bio. They absolutely went with the flow. I have done a lot of television. Are you looking at me right now, folks? I've done a lot of television. I was the co-host on the Magic Johnson talk show on the Magic Hour. So this is credibility that's speaking to you. And I am telling you, you should pass the word to other people because they're not going to brag about themselves. I will brag about them, okay? So you've heard my speech. Now go off and you spread the word about this show. And that's it. Good night. <laughs> that's right. And then your production company is going to buy it and you're going to put us on the television. That's absolutely right. So we will get you <laughs> on, on television. TV. We'll get you seen because you need to be seen. It's a fun show. It's different than any other show that's out there, even with a stolen microphone. And uh, <laughs> this is, you know, this is what people need to see more of. They need to see relax and chill. And you go, go all sorts of layers and yes. depth because life isn't just about, you know, I have this happen on Instagram. This happens. A little, not that often, but she says, stick to comedy. You hate, you know, there's no more politics. I said, so you're going to command me to like, I said, no, I'm not in a box. Okay, honey. You know, I, so, and by the way, I said to her, I always catch them. I go, wow, fortunately, one of the great presidents, Ronald Reagan, didn't listen to people like you because he was an actor. He was an actor. What if they said, keep acting, shut up and keep acting? He never would have been president. Mm -hmm. So we can say whatever we want to say. And that's what you brought to this show. So CraigShoemaker.com, that's my promo of myself. Go there and see where I'm touring, hopefully in your area. And tell me that you saw me on this show to tell me that it was worth my hour drive. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about the drive. Uh, that was a media? joke. That How do people find you on social? Oh. In the social media, too? That's, I really need – I need Craig Shoe at, a, at uh, Craig Shoe 
on Instagram, okay? okay. You take off the maker. It, by the way, it's Shoemaker, not Schumacher. It drives me nuts. I love it. It's just Schumacher. This is a car show. I've been very specific to say Shoemaker because Thank of the famous, auto, the famous Ferrari people, driver. But people do it all the time. You make shoes. You don't mock shoes unless right. they're Crocs. Mock them all day long. <laughs> well, you know what the holes CH, are for? This is yeah. a straight case. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Shoemaker. Shoe so you take Craig's shoe, and I'm the love master on Twitter. <laughs> but I can't get a check mark on Instagram. Maybe after I'm on the show, I'm going to submit this oh, to Instagram. And when they see that I did, what's the name of the show? It's Tonight's Show. <laughs> Tonight's Show. That was a joke. That's a comedy. You're hilarious. Yeah, okay. So that's, uh, if you, yeah, follow me. I want to see how many more followers. I'm going to check shit. now. Is anybody watching right this minute? No. Okay. Tonight. Tonight. Yep, it'll so be I'm up gonna tonight. I'm going to check before it goes on, and I'm going to check how many people followed me after. Oh, boy. Do you follow me? Yes. Okay. Oh, now we know. So I'm going to see. Porsche Life 111 is our thing. Okay. I'm I don't gonna, think I do. Rude. You don't follow me? Well, no. at least I know I'm going to get one. Yeah, All maybe. Right. Maybe. <laughs> I made you cry today in a good way. Yeah, I that's saw true. the tears. I got to right? follow. This okay. was fun. You were saying uh, very positive things, but that was honest. What do you think? You think I just made I think that so. up? Hey, I'm doing my <laughs> shtick now. It seems sticky. From a person who's not good at taking praise. Does that mean, does, you know what I'm saying? Oh, You're somebody who, you and I have that in common. Yeah, we have a lot in common, I am finding. There's no question about that. And that is another one. It's the way we're raised. I literally can't take a bow. I do 90 minutes of show, like standing ovations almost every night. It's not a brag thing. It's an experience. So um, I go like this. When I'm done, I go, you know, because I'm not talking anymore. I'm taking in this love. Yeah. And I can't take it in. You know, that's that's the irony is I'm going – you can give it, but you, it's the same. By the way, it's the same fucking thing. You yeah. can dish it out, but you can't take it, even yeah. with the love. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, like, here they are appreciating people. Get, I remember my therapist showed up, and I walked in her office on that Wednesday, and she goes, you didn't bow. I, you said you were going to bow. And I said, how'd you know? She goes, I went. I didn't want you to know I was there. I want to see if you bowed. Wow. She goes, you, everyone in that room stood and told you how much they loved you. And you couldn't take it in. You ran off the stage. The most they'll do is go, ooh, ooh, like, I look and, like a like And a you chicken. knew this before she said it, obviously. What's that? You knew this before she said it. Knew you, what? Uh, you, were, you were aware of your behavior. Oh, I talked to her about it, yes. And she was there, you what? And I, she says, just do it. So once in a while I do, it's one of the most uncomfortable things I can do. Is, what? Is the, is the waist bow. Do you know what break a leg means, by the way? I know uh, there's a deeper meaning to I it. I love that I'm going to inform you of something. This is one of my favorite things oh, in good. life. So like Mary Poppins. I think that life, you know. <laughs> this is exciting. She's going to learn something she never heard before. <sighs> so <sighs> it means break a leg means you are bowing so deep that you break your knees. You, you bend your knees that deep. And that's oh. break a leg. That means you I did really. That. Yeah, that's what it means. That's really wild. It isn't breaking your legs. It's break your legs like at your knees so you can accept this glorious ovation that you're getting. And so. I still cannot break the knees. I was going to say, it seems <laughs> like someone with such a, an admiration for the history would at least be able to partake. And, and I really do. I can I, listen. I cry for people when they're getting applause. I mean, I've had it happen so many times. I get teared up. And Oh, because it, whatever they gave you was so good? No, when they give other people applause. If I'm at someone else's show, if I'm at watching a sporting event, I, I can't even contain myself sometimes. No kidding. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get way welled up and try to make it go away. I'm at a damn sporting event, for God's yeah. sake. It's rooting for the Eagles. Damn, it's all man. Of you. <laughs> Are you very sensitive you in do. general? Do you cry at movies and stuff like that? 
Um, <clears throat> movies for sure. Yeah, me too. I, I just don't, I have a hard time crying for me. You know, because then I think. Oh right. Then the, the voice comes in. This is the same thing. Pity me, yeah. you know, victim, and uh, don't be a victim, and all that comes. In. So I'll help everyone else. Oh, that's one. I have a podcast. Can't believe I always forget to do this. This is why I'm not that popular. So it's called <laughs> Dr. Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? It's me helping people, and I talk. Well, I'm going to have you two on the show, please. And we Can we wait. talk about stuff, and. And woven into it is usually saying either we're helping someone by sharing our experiences or I'm helping that person directly or they might even be helping me. But that's the whole purpose of it is mm -hmm. let's help one another awesome. right. get to a better space in life. So it'll be funny. It'll be crazy. I've had I don't have major guests because I don't care anymore. I don't promote it because I don't care anymore. Whoever's supposed to hear it is going to hear it. I love it. And that's I'm planting those seeds out there and we'll see how much they grow, you know. I love this. It's mm -hmm. not dissimilar. We're, yeah. We are on so many similar pages. It's crazy. <laughs> Although you have a much nicer set than I have. I have just a little Tascam machine. and I. <laughs> we lucked into the furniture, and we tried to just – this started with a dining room table and two microphones like any other podcast. Okay. And uh, one thing led to another. This stuff became accessible. We already had some stuff. We all put it together, and then it really looked like Kramer's apartment. Oh. Really looked like Kramer's apartment because they just didn't – you know, our mid-century thing and this stuff. So we had to build the whole studio and go nuts. That's why. If you're looking for prints, by the way, these I are all have people a, she used to work with. So these oh, are all, okay. This is all stuff from her old office at work. I have stuff. a guy. You might even know who he is. He's probably one of the top three celebrity photographers of all time. And we're actually about to launch. So you're hearing it for the first time next week on Facebook Live as a trial. Me and Timothy White is his name. He says it's some of the best photography you've ever seen. And it's called Fully Exposed. And it's the two of us telling stories about Hollywood and the people he's worked with, the people I've worked with, and how the picture happened and the publicists that they amazing. had to deal with. Yeah. My so dad was a commercial photographer. Oh, really? That's what he did. You should check this out. You should check his work out, Timothy White. I'm not, see, I think I've worked with him. Yeah, I was going to say, Tim White You probably have. He's, he's handled, he's done, when you see his, his work, it's ridiculous. His client list is incredible. And um, so we're starting a show. It's at the Sunset Marquee in this corner that he goes into every night anyway. He holds court. It'll be people stopping by and celebrities, and we're just going to just go riff two guys that are very experienced in the business just that having fun. Great. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. We, we really love one another. We just met. And it was instant. Love that. So this, you have this energy about you then. Well. You're open to it. Yeah. I mean, we did, I had no intention. Of, I thought I would have a good conversation with you today. I was in, expecting that, but I didn't expect a connection. It, does that make sense? It makes Delighted look, for it, but it, I, I yeah. wasn't expecting it. You know, it's funny how uh, when you say something like that, people always apologize. You know, in Philly, they'll go, I'm not being gay or anything, but who a connection. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, they always do that. But, but now I'm getting to the point where it's kind of similar to working on the applause where thank you, and I can accept yeah, that, and I understand poise. that. I'm working on the poise. Yeah. We both need to. Yeah, We exactly. need to know each other just so we can therapize each other. <laughs> That's yeah, Nicole's going. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's nice to see other people that are hilarious and awesome that I like that it remind me so much of you. There you go. That was to me. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Am you're I busy. Or what? You're busy pressing a button. I was making sure people could see her. <laughs> By the way, she's a reflection of you, and I have my wife, who I love every minute of every every single second of every single day. Who's the greatest is? human being I've ever met in my Big life? Shout out to Mika, Mrs. Shoemaker, Mika, Mika Shoemaker, Mika, formerly Sagawa, but she is literally the number one person I've ever met in my life, and I met everybody. 
she's like number one, two, and three, too. <laughs> you I love that. I'm glad you married her. Oh, yeah, good thing. Man. She's a manifestation of the work. I know she, exactly what you mean. She's a result of the work. I know exactly what you mean. My ex is, That's a, re- amazing. is a result of not working. Oh, stop that. <laughs> it's a true. Um, it's a true story. You're amazing. Thank Please you. come back so that we can talk love about to. other stuff. Or we'll talk about it on your show. I or love whatever, to. And next time want. I'll know what I'm getting into. <laughs> and where you're showing up. Where you go. That was great. Um, next week I'll be on Vicky Abelson's show, apparently. <laughs> not this week. Mrs. Ryan, let's see. Tomorrow, we are not here tomorrow, everybody. It is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Friday, we are at Breakfast Club, as usual. Newcomb's Ranch opens at 9 a.m. We get there around then. Stay till usually around noon. There's always Porsches till about noon. Uh, come on up if you want to say hello and get some fresh air and nice nature. Yeah, it'll be good to um, see everyone. We uh, The show that we're not doing tomorrow, we are going to make up for it with a special show on Saturday. We have Paul Zuckerman coming in studio. It's a big one for the car people yeah, in the Porsche stoked. world. Um, co-host on Spike's Car Radio, mm-hmm. podcast, one of the biggest car podcasts out there. And uh, he's going to be here with us on Saturday, so excited about that. I love you so much, love Mrs. You. Ryan. I love you so much, Craig Shoemaker. Thank you. We love you at home, love one another, and we will see you tomorrow. No, we won't. We'll see you Saturday. That's right. Correct. <laughs> <laughs>